What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show of Latin Explaining. My name is Teris Gonzalez. For those who do not know me, for those who do, you guys know how I always do it here. Make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't done so. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me uh, grow my platform. I want to welcome everybody that started the chat. I see that Sundown, JS, Melanated Night, Morena, Jose are already here. Welcome, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm a little late, I know, but you know, Today has been a crazy Monday, but a great Monday. I'm not going to complain. I hope you guys are also having an amazing start of the week. Uh, before I start today, I want to, I know there's a lot of uh, things that don't get to be in the mainstream, uh, but today for all of us that have indigenous ancestry is the International Indigenous Communities Day. So I wanna congratulate everybody on you know celebrating our indigenous heritage and whatnot. So I decided today was the perfect day to actually do the stream simply because, hey, Let's just celebrate and remember and also, um, you know, congratulate our indigenous communities that are still here with us after all the shit that's been thrown at them. So without any further ado, you guys know how we do it here. Let's get this show started. So guys, uh, today's news, oh Lord, definitely. Thank you, uh, Middle Night Night. Yeah, happy Indigenous Communities Day. Um, but today, uh, to start the news, uh, they're going to be a little brief because we have a lot of things to unpack, of course. Um, something that has been happening right now, I don't know how many people from Puerto Rico, because I know some of them actually uh, watch my show, but this came out today uh definitely you know there is a tropical storm heading towards puerto rico and the caribbean right now um there's as you guys can see there is already a lot of rain and you know bands of rain um going over the dominican republic and haiti um it's expected to uh, basically affect the southwest area of puerto rico and eventually the east and through the uh also southwest area of the hispaniola so definitely we will see um you know i hope everybody's ready if you have family members uh make sure that they're well stocked before wednesday it's expected to hit um wednesday in uh early morning so you have tonight and tomorrow to make sure your family members have their generators and they have the stuff they need in case something major happens. We know how fragile uh, the power grid and the Caribbean can really be. Uh, we know that it's, you know, a lot of floods are going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of rain that's expected uh, more than winds with this system. So like I said, I know I have a lot of people from the Dominican Republic here. I have people from Puerto Rico. I have people from all around here in the diaspora. So make sure that, you know, 
you stay in contact with your family members. You ask them how they are doing. And if they need something, uh, it's time to send it before the fact, just in case, you know, they will need it eventually. So definitely, like Jose said, for all of you guys that follow the faith of Christianity, it's time to pray for Puerto Rico and nearby areas like the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Uh, especially with all the things that have been happening. Let's not forget that we are in hurricane season starting June 1st to November 30th. So of course we know September is one of the most active months in um, the hurricane season, but so far this, this year has been uh, not so, um, how can I say it? Not so active as we expected. So I hope you know that uh, nothing major happens here. So definitely I agree with Morena. I hope it doesn't hit the islands too bad. Um, so yes, JS, Puerto Rico doesn't need another Maria or Irma <laughs> for that better. Uh, thank you, Middle Lady Night. But definitely, yeah, pray for Puerto Rico. Pray for the Dominican Republic. They're getting their first major system, um, you know, of this hurricane season of 2021. Now, guys, like I said, today's news are going to be a little bit shorter. We have a lot to unpack. So let's continue um, to the next segment. exciting it's happening something super exciting it's actually happening right now uh in the music spectrum for all of you guys that are you know hardcore uh latino music caribbean latino music and reggaeton fans something amazing is happening and it was announced yesterday night so of course i cannot brought it to the mainstream or here on my platform but definitely uh there are three reggaeton singers that we love and cherish from the early 2000s when they started their boom into mainstream media and to our homes and they are coming once again they join forces to create what it's supposed to be another great hit and who am i talking about well the king of reggaeton and we sing Ejandel actually last night confirmed that they are going to be collaborating on another song together. If you guys know that MySpace was released, I believe in 2005, it was a huge hit. It had a lot of lawsuits behind, obviously because of use, the use of the term MySpace and other things that were included in there, some sampling and whatnot, but it's still you know, people still downloaded the song and listened to it till this day. They also had um, a song in Los Vaqueros. If you guys are not up with reggaeton news, I'm telling you what's up. Um, I'm waiting for this. A lot of speculation has happened with the return of the king of reggaeton, uh, Don Omar. He has been announcing... Um, you know, a lot of his return from years now. I think it's been uh, two years or three years, something like that. He has been announcing that he's going to come back, but eventually, you know, now he's coming with no other than Wisin Eyandel. And 
for all of you guys that don't know why I'm bringing this to um, to the news is because trust me, this is big. And on top of that, I am a huge fan of Wissing Ajan Dale. And as if that wasn't enough, the only reggaeton that can, reggaeton singer that can't say that I took my ass out of home to go watch him sing is Don Omar. <laughs> so definitely, you know, those are my top three. Um, I love all of them, of course. I'm a huge music fan. You guys know it. Music is my passion. So, of course, you know, I'm super excited to see this. Uh, but to be honest with you, yeah, Morena Don Omar is a chuleria. Okay, so definitely a lot of things have been transpiring. You guys know I talk about the the crazy drama happening with Anuel AA mentioning Don Omar. Let's see if Don Omar actually is going to talk about this in this song. You know, I do not know if that's going to happen, but you know, in case it happens, I'm all here for it. Okay. Uh I see that JS asked uh it, I know all three of them. Uh is it another mayor que yo? Hmm? Who knows? I know this time they're not going to have DY in there. But of course, you know, it's going to be amazing because these three are like huge and they bring old school reggaeton all the time. Uh, Melanated Knight says, My top three are Mike Towers, J Bobbing, and Nikki Jam. Hmm. I like them three, but to be honest with you, that's. <sighs> Come on now. That's the king of reggaeton, okay? <laughs> then he says, Bad Bunny, Anuel AA, and Daddy Yankee are my other three. Hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know, new generation, uh, I'm definitely Mike Towers, J Balvin, Bad Bunny, and Anuel AA are like the best of this new generation of reggaeton. So if you're not aware of that, like I said, these three individuals have done amazing uh, music together, and I'm super excited to see them on another uh, collaboration together. You know, this is not something new, but it only happens when it's something great. So if you are all here for the Dong Omar and Wissing and Nelson, put a number one in the shot because we're all here waiting for it, and I'm super excited that this is actually some freaking news. It's happening, people. <laughs> the wait is over. Now let's keep this show going and let's go into what's in for us for the sports this week. Now, I know, I know I said I was not going to stay in touch with the Olympics. I was not going to look for nothing. But you guys know, you know, I have to celebrate so many things that have been, you know, transpiring for us Latinos. And one thing I want to say, there is a lot of drama going on uh, with the whole uh Jasmine Quinn and the state apps that are policing her Puerto Ricanness somehow, and Puerto Ricans are not having it. Okay, so as if that wasn't enough, you know, myself included, I'm not having it. Okay, if you think Jasmine Quinn Camacho is not Puerto Rican, go kick rocks. I don't care. Um, there's another girl that actually uh, acknowledged Puerto Rico and our contributions into her career, aside from the uh, beach. Uh, volleyball 
uh, acknowledging that she learned her skills from us Puerto Ricans, as usual. Um, there's the water polo gold medalist, uh, Maggie um, Stevens, uh, actually won gold for the United States as the captain of water polo. And she basically thanked Puerto Rico and she says, I hope Puerto Rico knows and feels that this gold medal is also yours. Puerto Rico is my home. Being Puerto Rican, um, uh, you know, it's a lot of what I am. So she said that she felt the energy, the resilience, and the strength of our people. And she cannot wait to actually, uh, you know, put the medal uh, up for us to basically see it and whatnot, because, and even have it on her neck, because a lot of her skills were obtained while learning in Culebra, Puerto Rico, and also, uh, you know, rehearsing and practicing for the Olympics in Culebra, Puerto Rico during the C-19 lockdowns. So definitely, guys, like I said, um, this whole uh, Puerto rican best police are going to have a very hard time now because every girl that we're seeing now, every, uh, you know, athlete that is doing crazy things in the Olympics right now is acknowledging how, and it's something, I'm going to expand on this. This is something that is not new. You know, Puerto Rico is notorious for teaching great people how to play sports. It's simply that many of the times we don't have the funds to actually fund our athletes to actually go and deliver what we do. But let's not forget that even Phil Jackson came to Puerto Rico to learn uh, basketball and expand his skills and then bring them to the NBA that we know today. Uh, the same thing with other people, even the backstabbing uh Gigi Fernandez uh learned her skills in Puerto Rico you know so like I said I'm a huge sports enthusiast also guys I want to say I want to give a huge huge and immense shout out to another Puerto Rican woman let me tell you something Puerto Rican women are coming up in sports okay uh, this last Saturday, you guys know Saturdays is a sports night for me and my boo. Uh, we watch religiously combat sports, especially UFC. And Ticia Torres actually delivered a beautiful victory this Saturday. Another Puerto Rican girl out of a uh, fighting out of, I believe, Colorado, but she was uh, born and raised in Massachusetts from Puerto Rican origins. And it was amazing, guys. I cannot even you know, be prouder of her. I'm super proud of her. If you don't know who Tisha Torres is, go follow her page and you will, trust me, you'll get hooked on the way she does sports. And yes, she's built and yes, she's Puerto Rican. Anyway, <laughs> guys, that's, guys, that has been uh, enough of sports today because I don't want to overextend it uh, because like I said, we have a lot to unpack. So let's keep the show moving into the main topic. Now, guys, uh, today, like I said, um, like I said, 
today is the International Day of Indigenous Communities. And like I said, today's show is dedicated to them. So the main topic today is not necessarily going to talk about money per se, but more about administering Earth, the planet Earth, because before we can keep printing up any more money, if we don't have a place to live that's actually livable, you know, in reality, uh, we're going to be doing a fool's errand. So, of course, uh, anti-Haitiano, uh, I'm going to give you your first and last warning. This is not a show related to race uh, or how people look. If you like to uh, contribute to what we're talking about, you're more than welcome. Uh, let's just keep the conversation uh, outside of how people look, okay? People are more than the way they look. People are people. Let's just get to know them for who they are. Uh, thank you very much. Now, going back to what we were talking today, um, something that actually uh, caught my attention is that I was, you know, as this day was approaching and whatnot, I started looking into a lot of things. And you guys know that um, I spoke before, uh, you know, about the pre-notion of teenage years and whatnot. And I spoke about a lot of other things that, you know, indigenous people seem to have nailed it better than we do. And what am I talking about? I don't know if you guys remember when I was talking in a previous show about how the notion of teenage years is just a first country, first world country uh, notion and a modern notion. Childhood didn't used to be that way. And also, you know, in our civilizations uh, of our ancestry, they used to be more organized and it seemed to be more order and less problems that we have today. Now, one of the things that I found when I was researching uh, was how childhood was experienced, not only in the Taino community, because I know I talk a lot about Puerto Rico, so I wanted to expand a little bit more into um, other areas of Latin America. And I came across of how Mayans actually raised their children in their civilization. So basically it says the role of the children in Asian Mayan civilization was first and foremost to help their elders. Once children turned five or six, they were expected to contribute to the family and the community. They were treated as young adults and received more responsibilities as they grew older. Now, when they reached the adolescent or the teen years, as we know them, being an adolescent in Mayan society, as any other culture society, uh, their norms or responsibilities that learn are need to be followed through. In the Mayan culture, children were raised and treated as adults. Mayan children are raised to help and learn from their parents. This includes household chores, survival skills, hunting skills if needed. For the most part, there are different norms or responsibilities for genders. In the perfect example, the mother will show and teach her daughter her skill and a father will show his son uh, his skill. And if the father had a job, then he would show his son how to get the job required done. Mayan children were treated like small adults. A girl's job was to learn from her mother and a boy's job was to learn from his father how to do the same occupation as his father. So basically, you know, young girls were expected to perform household duties while young boys were to help their fathers in farming and sometimes in hunting. So as you guys can see, this is something that, like I said before, 
um, the preconceived notion, uh, you know, of teenage years doesn't necesarily translate to our previous civilizations. And if you think about it, yes, they had crime. Yes, they had a lot of other issues, but there's a lot of things that they did not have that we have today simply because we have introduced these softening skills in today's society. Now, that doesn't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that it's due to just solely the gender roles because I also found more information regarding that. And this one, I am going to bring it home, okay? But the Taino society, for example, um, in the Taino society, when you look at their civilization, uh, it was more a matrilineal, um, you know, sociopolitical organization and to the point that we also have women caciques. Women also uh, were involved in the building and the construction of the Taino um, community. And actually, I'm going to uh, read what has been documented about Taino's gender roles. And it says, documentary accounts at the time of contact indicate that although the paramount rulers among the Taino were mostly, most often men, women could also be caciques. And let's not forget that Ana Caona existed and she was a cacique. She was a cacique in what is known today, the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Women seem to have participating at all levels in the political hierarchy, both wielding power and accumulating wealth. Pre-contact gender roles among the Taino are not well understood, but most researches indicated that gender roles among the Taino were relatively non-exclusive, from political leadership and fighting as warriors to food production. There were few socioeconomic activities that were as assigned to only either men or only women. For example, constructing the conucos, raised mounds from, for farming, was done by men and preparing the manor was done by women, but both genders tilled, planted, and harvested the fields. So one question that I constantly ask myself is what they were doing then that they didn't have a lot of things that we have today. They didn't have this fight, this power struggle that seems to be eating at the core of our society to the point that we have a low child, uh, a low birth rate. We have a lot of people engaging in more than we're supposed to have people um, engaging in criminal activity. We have more people succumbing to addictions to cope with certain things that they're going through and many other problems. So at the end of the day, you know, what Tainos, in my opinion, as much as Mayans and other uh, indigenous civilizations, because even if you analyze the Incas or um, the Aztecas, they still behave in the same way. Everybody knew what their purpose was. And that is something that unfortunately we have lost. And it's time to uh, go back, <laughs> look at Truth Teacher. They didn't divest, no truth. They did not divest then. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> so definitely guys, uh, that's something that intrigued me a lot because as I put the the um, subject for today's, were our ancestors better? And in my opinion, they were. 
uh, music only says Indians don't have those divestment problems. No, they don't. They don't have that because they are absolutely uh, predefined purpose is predefined roles that you must fit in for the order of the society and the community to keep thriving there's and for uh, for a lot of people that are not going to come for me and say oh like but you know they still were invaded and colonized and whatnot let me tell you something it wasn't their structure that actually uh you know lead to the doom of our ancestry what happened is of course they did not counted with the fact that they did not have a strong immune system to fight the European germs. That's the only thing that actually killed our uh, previous civilizations. It wasn't that Mayans could not defend their city because you guys know that they could not, um, would have been able to invade without the help of somebody from the inside. The same thing happened in South America with the Inca empire. They were not necessarily uh, vulnerable. They were actually warriors as well. And a lot of archaeologists have found that even the Mayan uh, community, like their empire, was a fortress. So we're not talking about people that just live in hoods and, you know, were climbing trees and whatnot. These people had a purpose. They had an empire and it had a structure and a hierarchy. Okay. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, like I said, it's something that we have to start backtracking to where our ancestors uh, were. And it's time for us to start taking responsibility, not only in our families and our lives, but also for future generations and also for nature. I see that uh, music only says, one of my Indian friends told me they alcohols people who date out even the mestizos. Well, that's just something that they do because those are their rules. But I do, I cannot uh, confirm nor deny that because I have to actually research that for myself. Um, now, because if I'm not mistaken in the Taino community, that did not matter. So of course, you know. <laughs> uh, now, one thing that I wanted to bring to the mainstream uh, was to see for all of you guys that have been, you know, that are going to not the ones that are in the chat right now. I'm just talking about, you know, if before people that are ruffled their feathers in the wrong way, come for me. Uh, I'm going to explain a little bit more, you know, uh, compare where we are today and the society we are today compared to how it was supposed to be. So, this news just came out and I'm going to expand a little bit on it. Uh, it says Mexico releases human poop into the ocean, contaminating and closing the ocean in Imperial Beach. That was released today. Unfortunately, uh, I see that Michael Ruiz is here. Welcome. Make sure to all the people coming in, please make sure you like this video. And also, if you haven't done so, subscribe. And if you don't want to miss the videos that I do, make sure when you subscribe, you press all for it. Uh, for you to not miss our videos and you get all the notifications. So like, subscribe, and press all. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Now Yes, self styles. Uh, I got the same, you know, <laughs> the same question in my head uh, when this news broke out a few weeks ago. If you guys live in California, like I do, uh, 
going more, going a little bit more into uh, you know the South Bay area of uh, LA County, I would say, you know, there was, I think for, if somebody correct me if it was for like 10 days or like 20 days, something like that. There was like a lot of days where we could not go and get into the water. Not that I want to get in the water in California, okay? If I go to the beach, if you guys invite me to the beach here, do not get offended if I don't get in the water. I have stepped foot in the most beautiful clear waters in the world in puerto rico and this beach is disgusting so to add to the most disgusting thing uh mexico <laughs> released this poop when we're just coming out of the the poop that they released uh just like two weeks ago there were a few days where people were advised to not get in the water because there was a lot of E. coli and the levels of E. coli that were there. Yeah, thank you, Melanated Night. There were 10 days that we could not participate in anything involved in the water. And the smell, I don't even want to, thank God I don't live in the South Bay. The smell must have been so freaking disgusting. But I saw the videos. Now, Mexico is doing it again. And to be honest with you, um, I have to agree with music only on this one. He said, Mexico is probably doing biological warfare. I believe that Mexico is just doing like a clapback of the United States government. And to be honest with you, this is the second time that they have done it in this, uh, in this summer, especially when Californians are trying to enjoy down in Newport Beach, uh, their beaches and whatnot, especially in San Diego. Uh, La Jolla is one of the most cleanest beaches here in California. And to be honest with you, um, now they're going to be contaminated again. We're not going to be able to have access to the beach. Uh, the sea life is going to go literally to shit. <laughs> and like Self Style said, they're cheating on us. <laughs> In my opinion, uh, this they claim that the situation happened because um, they don't have proper sewage um, in the Tijuana beaches and the summer travel has increased. And because they don't have an adequate sewage in, uh, system in place, they are dumping this. But they said that uh, eventually they're going to get the situation uh, solved. So literally, yeah. Mexican, uh, Mexico is striking back like the Star Wars <laughs> movies. <laughs> Kamala went and insulted them, and they're striking back. <laughs> Morena says, Denise, my mom says, if I experience the beach in the hotels, I will never get in the U.S. murky waters. But that's, oh, girl, that's a conversation that, <laughs> look, I don't mean no disrespect for the California born and raised, okay? Uh, but you guys' beaches are disgusting. Uh, in America, I've yet to see a beach that I want to get in outside of Miami because you guys share the same beach. But at the same time, nothing is better than going to the Caribbean and to the beach. I don't care if you go to Barbados, St. Bar, St. Croix, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, or Cuba. There is no beach in the universe that would be better than those beaches, okay? There's no discussion about it. Just go experience it for yourself. But definitely, uh, Morena, your mom was absolutely right. 
now, Manana <laughs> says, Denise, if you go to New York City, you will say worse than California. Well, honey, I swear, I'm going to drive myself uh, to the beach so that you can see that disgusting beach that people pay a lot of money to live in front of here. Um, Carlos says, Melanie Knight, come get your woman. Cali for life with the best. <laughs> Robert says, Miami is the only good beach here in the States. Definitely and absolutely. Uh, yeah, so definitely. Uh, Jose says, I miss the beaches of Luquillo, Puerto Rico. Of course. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, look, Truth Teacher says, I don't go to the beaches here. I only make sand castles. No, I only go to the beach to actually just look at the horizon and the immensity of the sea uh, and breathe in, you know, a little bit of the sea smell because I'm an island person. I cannot live uh, too long without seeing water. You know, it's depressing to me. So definitely I agree with Robert. I agree with a lot of people and even through teacher, I only go to the beach, like I said, to just experience the immensity of the sea. The most I stay close to the water is the sand and not the hardened sand. It's the sand that's loose that the water hasn't touched, okay? It's gross. So definitely guys, when you might ask yourselves, why am I um, bringing this up? Uh, and the reason why uh, I'm bringing this up is because there's another news that arose today precisely about administering nature. You guys know that we have had a lot of issues lately. I think for 10 years now, one of the main topics that have been uh, in the mainstream is eco-fucking-friendly and global warming and whatnot. And as much as I am fed up with it, you guys know that I don't buy none of this stuff. There is something going on in Guatemala that is worth looking at, okay? It says, how 30 years of logging saved the rainforest in Guatemala. And basically, this literally uh, came out today. It says, in the heart of Central America's most populated country, Guatemala, lies one of the most important spaces in the world for biodiversity, the Maya Biosphere Re uh, Reserve. At over 21,000 uh, uh, square kilometers, the reserve covers around a fifth of Guatemala's total land and is the largest protected area in Central America. As the biggest tropical forest north of the Amazon, the park has a vital biological and cultural heritage, providing a home to countless endangered species and ancient Mayan archeological sites dating back thousands of years. The forest also serves as a critical carbon sink, a space which absorbs more carbon than it produces. It's an ecosystem essentially to fighting the climate crisis. And this is the space. This is a beautiful uh, reserve. I literally, it tempted me to actually go and see it for myself, okay? The Mayans know what they were doing. Basically, uh, if you guys want to go and read the whole article like I did, uh, go to Aero News and you will read it for yourself. Basically, um, the Mayans that are still, the Maya little community that are still taking care of the reserve, 
um, they have literally near, near zero deforestation rates. And that is a number that is so rare in the world to the point that they have been able to preserve what they were inherited from their ancestry. And that is functioning as the lung of Central America. So it's cleaning the air uh, while it's almost not producing a lot of carbon dioxide like other places because of the diversity of resources that this reserve uh, specifically has. So basically, this is something that indigenous people, the indigenous community in Guatemala that lives in this reserve is actually doing. Now, when you compare, I know a lot of people are gonna come for me. And like I said, if I ruffle your feathers the wrong way, leave your comment, I wanna read it. <laughs> I'll even put a heart on it. Whoever writes the most creative uh, trolling comment, I promise you, I will put a heart on your comment. <laughs> but definitely guys, you can't come, cause, as much as I want to give it to uh, the Mexicans dumping the poop in the water as a slap to America, because I understand their feelings and whatnot. At the end of the day, there are there's a lot of sea life that you're killing with that. There's a lot of people that have nothing to do with what the, the government is doing. And now they don't have access to the beach. There's a lot of things that once you put them in an ecosystem are going to change them forever. And like I said, this is the second wave of shit that we have gotten in the west coast of the um, the east coast of the Pacific Ocean. And then let's not forget that we have Japan dumping a lot of shit in the sea. And then now we have Mexicans dumping uh, tourists poop in the middle of the sea so definitely like i said it's not it's counterproductive to actually do this stuff to the ecosystem because we all live in planet earth and like i said i created this specific uh stream because i wanted to uh bring awareness to the fact that a lot of people often looks down on indigenous people and the indigenous folk but to be honest with you these people kept this land the way it was unpolluted they kept it going they kept it thriving for a thousand and something years and we have been on our own for 600 years and look at all the shit that's happening we're almost near extinction to the point that we have people jumping to mars to see how they can do something because in reality, there are things that I have always said it. There are things that man, the mankind has discovered that should have never been freaking discovered. There's a lot of things that we have to backtrack from. And to be honest with you, we have to start uh, looking up to our ancestry and start embracing their way of life. Sometimes, you know, simpler things that you can implement in your life can actually impact in a huge way our society. And like I said, it's time for a lot of us that love to trash and talk shit about our ancestry, our indigenous communities. It's time for us to actually start taking notes from them, start learning from them because they seem to be doing a lot of things right that we have not uh, gotten or nailed in 600 years 
Uh, Morena says they were spiritually connected to the land. Yeah, they knew that they were part of the ecosystem and they function with nature as one. I think that's one of the main reasons why, um, you know, they were able to to still survive in in you know through hurricanes earthquakes and whatnot because they understood the the land they were living in they incorporated to the ecosystem as just another species they didn't have this ego that we have nowadays now Juan rambo says i think uh the city near the coastline that dumb it's sewage waste in the ocean then the waves wash up in california no but the thing is like it's the same thing uh juan it's the same thing with um, the same thing that happened with Japan. Japan last year contaminated the Pacific Ocean, and it still washed up a little bit in California uh, because it's you have currents underneath the sea. If you're not a, a sea person, if you were not uh, uh, born and raised as an islander or as a you know living in a coast and whatnot, but the sea what you see the waves on the top is not the only thing that moves the water there are undercurrents that actually even drags people that are not like great swimmers that's how they uh, often drown because they don't factor in the undercurrents that actually are happening uh you know at lower levels of the sea so of course it's going to be dragged to california it's not that far mexico is not that far from california so of course it's going to wash up here all that poop um i see that jose says it's bad enough that we trash earth now we're going to trash other planets oh don't get me started <laughs> latin explaining in the space no i'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I see that Michael Ruiz says Denise wants to, someone to start some. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to implement something uh, new here on this channel. Uh, troll as much as you want, because like I said, it's, it's probably that's what you need. Probably you need to vent. You need somebody to listen to you. And who, who better to listen to you than YouTube? Go ahead and deposit all your hate in there. <laughs> and now music only says, it's a bad idea to attack a place like California that state is full of Mexicans. Not only that, don't attack any state. Don't even attack Mexico because let's not forget this, this chat is literally in the coast of Tijuana. Uh, Michael Reese says, I remember my uncle was pulled in the middle of the ocean by a huge current. It was scary as hell. Yeah, uh, that's, like I said, if you're not like a... Uh, even if you're an excellent swimmer, you can freaking dive from the currents. The sea is aggressive. Uh, so, of course, you know, you want to be respectful. I respect the sea. I have a lot of respect for the sea. I don't go, I go in and sometimes I get carried away and, you know, I, I get really deep, especially in Puerto Rico because, you know, it's island life you like to swim a lot but then you have to remember let me come back because i'm starting to see my my friends and my family very little from here <laughs> so you have to swim back um i see that jose says we do not need slow taps from outer space no definitely definitely no uh michael reese says give the trolls a bank account so they can make all the deposits and withdrawals they want yeah definitely 
uh, drop everything you want. Like I said, I do not care. Like I said, people need to probably depot. I know the C-19 pandemic has been crazy. The lockdowns, the open up, the lockdown, the mask, uh, you know, all this stuff has been crazy. So a lot of people are not being able to actually go and insult the cashiers at retail centers. So of course they come here to the internet to dump their shit just like mexico dumped the poop <laughs> so guys you know i want to keep it short today like i said i'm not going to be doing uh long live streams only thursdays will be the days where i will be talking uh with others and bringing people to my live streams but definitely um, I do not have like a very extensive knowledge, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the different indigenous and the United States. I know, uh, there's a few people that might have a connection to it, uh, you know, either by mixing and whatnot. So I want to congratulate everybody because I know every single Latino has a little bit of indigenous. Okay. So I want to congratulate all of you guys. Uh, today is a very special day. Like I said, let's try to do something nice. Let's try to, you know, remember something or learn a curious fact that we don't know about our people and our ancestry. And I want to leave you guys with something, um, something more in, in the inspirational lane. You know, let's start. There are things obviously that our ancestors did not know. There are a lot of things that they might not you know, advance as much in their lifetime. Uh, but to be honest with you, it's time for us as Latinos, as even Americans, to actually start looking back into what our people used to do, their medicine, their intelligence, their discoveries, their relationship to earth, the way they used to raise their children, the way their communities used to look. It's time for us to unlearn all of this crap and shit that we have been taught for 600 years and start going back to our roots. It's time for us to go back home. And this is the best way to do it. Uh, Michael Ruiz says, I think that's all of us because after all the indigenous people were the first people on our islands. Definitely. They were the first. And like I said, um, they were the actual kings and queens for a thousand and some years so of course they're not dumb people uh and like i said it's time to go back okay the more we further we evolve to the point all the way from the monkey all the way to justin bieber and we realize that something ain't right it's time to go back a few steps and stay there okay <laughs> i put in the link in the chat for whoever wants to jump in um, we're still going to have the, um, backstage. So you're not going to be put on. So if you want to, uh, stay for the after party that we do here in Latin explaining after the show is over, you can jump in. I'm not going to put you on, um, after the stream ends, then we can, you know, crack jokes and whatnot. So you're more than welcome to jump in. So definitely guys, that's something that I wanted to do something special because I know all the times I'm here telling you guys how to save money or things that we should do or mistakes we should avoid and whatnot. But today I wanted to do something uh, special for us. Before I leave today, I want to remind you guys to go and subscribe to Melanated Nights Echo Chamber, okay? 
this is a channel that literally is going to be insane okay this channel is going to be about everything and anything okay and then there is something that melanie tonight has not authorized me to say it yet i'm gonna put the um the link to the channel in the chat so if you want to go subscribe you can go uh but there is something exciting that he's cooking up and i know a lot of you guys um want to want to know i want to know as well but from what i am seeing and i have inside information you don't want to miss it so make sure you subscribe and you tune in and like i said when you subscribe make sure that you hit and the little bell to the side, you press all so that every time me or anybody else that is in this community goes live, you don't miss the lives that we do. Um, Sundown says, I know about the long beat, but I can tell you about the shady things that were done to them. Um, Sundown, today would have been an amazing day for you to jump in because this is something that you're more knowledgeable on, especially with um the native american because i'm not to be honest with you that's not my area of expertise um uh true teacher says we can't even make even make to from cuba to florida they used to sail between island pattern canoes yeah that's that's another thing it's like i said how did these people achieve so many great things let's be honest you know they invented the concept of zero studied the sun like a lot of the things 36 percent of what we know about the sun in our solar system today comes from mayas uh mayans uh they invented a lot of the foods we still eat today they have a lot of things even batman was a mayan god come on now uh there's a lot of things that a lot of people like and love to shit on indigenous communities but there's so many things that they just don't want you to learn and like i said today is a day to feel proud today i call myself a proud taina i know i have a lot of proud indigenous people here and i know that we are mixed with everything and anything uh but let's remember our people today light a candle play some music dance like you would think your indigenous people did in the past i don't care but it's a day of celebration okay and also yeah like morena said the the mayan calendar every let me tell you something mayans play a joke on us okay because in 2012 i was a little bit scared about the end of the world <laughs> but in reality it meant a change and lord it has changed so much um so definitely they did uh you know they did play uh a joke on us i see that carlos says i'm a proud old man congratulations Rizzo Realm says, fellow proud Taino here, congratulations as well. Morena, you were also scared? <laughs> How many of y'all were scared uh, that Mayans told us that, you know, uh, that Mayans told us that the war was going to end? I was, if you were scared in 2012 that the world uh, was going to end, you know, put a number one in the chat. If you were literally scared, because I was scared as hell. Let me tell you that much. I was super scared. I cannot, oh my God. But uh, to be honest with you today, like I, like I said, 
back to what I was uh, initially saying. Today is a day of actually uh, commemorating our people. You know, we uh, learn, learn a little bit about them, not as much as we should. Uh, and to be honest with you, it's time for us to start picking a book, learning a little bit more of them because to be honest with you, it's something that it's worth knowing. We are the last of that. Uh, now I see that Morena, look at how scared Morena was. <laughs> Morena, you and me, you and me were literally at the same level of, uh, of scared, okay? You were not alone in this. Uh, God is in training says, surprisingly, I wasn't. Girl, I commend you for that. Jose said he was not scared. You guys are saying, uh, I'm starting to doubt that. I think you guys are saying that to save faith, okay? Because everybody was scared shitless, okay? Uh, Michael Reese says, Taino descendant says, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jose keeps saying that he wasn't scared. Hmm. I'm going to have to, I'm going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt. Now, guys, before I leave today, uh, I want to remind you of a few things. Uh, first, like I said, like this video and subscribe. Also, guys, uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is denise.gonzalez.vijegas1 so that you can keep up with news and things that happen in Latin America and also with a Latin diaspora because sometimes I really do not have the time to make a video on all of them and there's a lot of things that need coverage and at the same time I want to know your opinion on them so make sure you follow me on Instagram and I know I mentioned it before uh like and subscribe and also if you want to help this platform grow in other ways you can also support the channel by donating to dollar sign Denise 100 by 35. So guys, before I go, uh, Melanated Night sent a little bit of like a teaser. I don't know if you guys are excited to see it, but I am excited to see it. Let's see it. Well, you guys saw it, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of the, of the, of the teasers. Oh, look at Michael Reese. Don't leave. Let the trolls play a little. You know what? Um, I, like I said, I opened the, the commentary uh, for them. And to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to talk too much shit about this train today. Probably they will get offended because some people still hate on our natives and looks down on our indigenous roots. But to be honest with you, like I said, um, uh, Morena said, that sounds like music soul child. You know what? That's actually Melanated Knight's cousin. Uh, his family is very deep into music. And that's, I believe he's only 12 years old, if I'm not mistaken. And he wrote the song and created the song himself. So definitely shout out to him, okay? Uh, True T-shirt says, I was too busy dying in 2012 and I wasn't even scared of that. Pissed, but not scared. <laughs> uh, 
yes, Michael Reese, that that was uh, Melanated's night, twelve uh, year old cousin. So you know, guys, definitely has a lot of talent. Uh, like I said, Melanated Knights family, it's uh, has deep roots in music as well. So of course, you will kick whatever corner, and a great musician will come out of it. Now, guys, that has been an it's a it's been an amazing stream today. Like I said, I'm trying to keep them short and sweet. I already put the um you know the link in the chat for the after show it like i said i'm not gonna put you in because i know some people do not like to be in but this is not for you to come on if you want to join us in the after show you're more than welcome uh but that has been for me today like i said today is a day of celebration if you are proud of your indigenous route uh roots if you are proud of your ancestors if you're proud of who they were and the things that you still have of them today is the day to celebrate and i hope you are celebrating and that you feel very proud of our indigenous ancestry it has been a pleasure to bring this to you guys's attention let's make it a trend let's start sharing like i said like and subscribe thank you guys very much for tuning in on this special day let's stay productive i will see you guys thursday and also uh we might have uh, a show on No Bullshit this week or maybe the next one. I'm not sure. I will let you guys know if anything. But thank you, guys. It has been a pleasure. This has been another episode of Latin Explaining with Denise, all about business and finances. Have an amazing day and happy Indigenous Communities International Day. Peace. Mm -hmm.